James chapter 1, beginning with verse 19. God is good. All the time. Amen. The Word of God says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. This time I'd like to go to God in prayer. And Josh, would you lead us in the word of prayer, please? Amen. Maybe see that. Humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. I'd like to preach a little while this morning on slow down. Slow down. A few weeks ago, Sheila and I were going down to see the grandkids over in Garrett County, and we'd left after church, and uh, Sheila decided that she was going to drive, which is always super nice. Isn't it nice when your wife wants to drive you uh, certain places, and you can sit over in the passenger seat, and the number one rule of being a good husband is what? When your wife is driving, what? Be quiet. Don't say nothing. Just sit over there. Now, you can talk a lot to God if you want to and pray and ask Him, you know, talk to Him about a lot, a lot of different things. But you sit over there and you be quiet. Well, we were between Casey County and over around Lincoln County. And, and I noticed a little bit that, you know, Sheila's the speed odometer over there. She wasn't looking at it just right because we were going a little bit over that 55 that you're supposed to be driving as you're going down the road. Being a good husband, you don't say what? Honey, you think you need to slow down a little bit? Or you know that great, you know what the speed limit? What's the speed limit on, on, on this road? No, you don't. So I just sit over there and said, well, we're going to get there quicker, right? Well, we looked up in the distance, and there was a police officer coming, coming towards us. And I was like, okay, lights are going to come on. He's going to be wheeling around and come back and get us. And as he goes by, what did he do, honey? He just looked at Sheila and went, just like that. She looked at me. I looked at her. Being a good husband, I was. I knew it was best at that time not to say anything. And she looked back at me and she said, well, I guess I need to what? Slow down. Well, I think sometimes in life we just need to what? Slow down. A lot of people don't like the snow. I sort of like the snow. Now, I wouldn't want it all the time. I, you know, it's, it's good to have, and I'm able to get out and go about it. People may say, well, preacher, why do you like the snow? One of the reasons I like the snow is it seems like everybody slows down, don't they? Things are a slower pace of life. Things are not going quite as, as hectic. A lot of people stay home, and a lot of times things just slow down. Well, this scripture that I read to you this morning about being slow to speak and slow to become angry are great attributes that I believe as Christians we need to work on, don't we? To be able to have that ability to just step back sometimes and let things slow down. Because we all agree this morning, I, I believe, 
There's a lot of angry people in the world today, aren't they? There's a lot of people that just lose their cool over anything and everything. And sometimes they lose their cool and they don't even know what they got mad about. A couple weeks ago, uh, we stopped at a, a gas station to get some gas, and I went inside, and it's always a treat for me because I'm not supposed to drink too many of them. I went inside to get my Diet Pepsi. And it was one, you know, had the lid screwed on and those type of things. Well, somebody before I got that Diet Pepsi must have dropped that on the floor. Because <laughs> I got it, brought it back to the car, and have you ever had that done to you before? You hear it, you twist it, and you go, oh, no. Oh, no. And as soon as I opened it up, that Diet Pepsi went all over the place and left such a big old mess. Well, folks, there's a lot of people walking around all shook up like a Diet Pepsi, aren't they? They're just going to spew all over somebody. They're going to say something to somebody, and they're just going to let that happen. And there's a lot of people today that just become so angry so fast, and most of the time they can't even remember what they're so angry about. And sometimes they take it all out on people that don't deserve it. People that sometimes they love, people that are around about them, could be a co-worker, could be somebody at school, could be somebody else like that. But because of their anger, it affects so many other people. James knew the importance of us realizing the importance of not losing our cool. To step back, slow down, and listen to what God has in store for us. Slow down, and many times we just need to slow down and take a big old what? A big old breath. And just feel ourselves and let the anger that's lying inside of us go away, and we just take a good deep breath of the love of God and allowing God to replace that anger that we have in our life. First of all, quick to listen. So many times, we just don't like silence, do we? How long could I stand up here this morning and just look at you all without saying a word before somebody would have to say something? Might, wouldn't take very long, would it? A lot of people say, well, the preacher's done lost his mind. I knew it was going to happen. He's lost his mind. He don't know what he's going to say. But if I just stood here and stared out to you, when I was a social worker and I used to interview all those folks, so often I would just be interviewing somebody and I would just stop talking. It's amazing what happens when people just want to, can't handle the silence. They start spilling their guts. They start telling you all kinds of things that go on in their life. So often we have that problem with not wanting to listen to people. Many times while we are listening to somebody, now I do this. If any of the rest of you do this, you can nod your head or say amen. So often when I'm listening to somebody, I'm trying to think about what I'm going to say back to them which causes me not to be able to listen to them. Any of the rest of you like that? We have that listening problem, don't we? We just we, we want the air filled with something, with words, with music, with, with something around about us. So often at our house, 
I'll sit right there. Y'all know Chris Allen's back on the TV? Y'all know that? He's back down there in Bowling Green on, on Channel 40. And I love watching Chris Allen, I guess because I've watched him for so many years. And I'll sit there intently watching Chris Allen on the TV, watching to see exactly what the weather's going to be. And I'm trying my best to listen. And I'll watch the weather. And we'll get to the end of the weather. And Sheila will listen, look at me. And she'll go, well, what did Chris say? And I'll go, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We, we have that problem with listening, don't we? Why is that? Because I think so often our mind, we're, 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 we're so many things is rushing through our mind, isn't it? We're trying to listen, but we're thinking about all of these other things. The lights are on, but nobody's home, right? We just hang listen and hear what God says. But there's a lot of people today in this world today that need somebody to listen to them, aren't they? There's a lot of people today just wish that you would take enough time, just wholeheartedly take enough time to listen to them and hear what they have to say. You might say, well, but Paul, I don't want to know everybody's problems. I don't want to hear, I don't want to be their sounding board. I don't want to be that person they, they come to and they talk to about all of their problems. First of all, one of the things that you need to realize if somebody comes to you to talk to you about something, they must have some faith in you, mustn't they? They must consider you as being a friend. They must consider you as being somebody that would be willing to listen to them. And we all know down through our lives, be honest now, we've all had somebody that's listened to us, haven't we? We've all had somebody that took their time to listen to our problems. Praise be to God, we know that we have somebody that listens to us all the time, right? We have a God no matter what's listening to you. He knows your every thought. He knows your every whisper. He knows everything that's going on in your life. God takes that time to listen to you. Be quick to listen. Take that time to say, you know what? Whatever's going on in your life, I want to be there for you. I want to be that person that when you need to pray, I want to be that person that's praying with you. I want to be that person that is there for you. Next one. Here's a big one. Slow to speak. Slow. There's one thing that uh, you can never say about your preacher. I've always got something to say, don't I? Always got something to say. And many of you that are here this morning, I love all of you. Some of the rest of you are just like me, right? You're not slow to speak. You're quick to speak. And so often, our mouth can really, really get us into trouble. Amen? So often, our mouth can just really get us into trouble. Have you ever said something that you wish you could just catch it and bring it back? And as you're saying it, you know, Lord, why? Why am I saying this? What is making me think that? One of the things that I've learned as I've got a little older is I try my best from the, from the more, uh, moment that I get up to the time I go to bed at night, 
I try to think about what I say before it goes out my mouth. But sometimes I'm on fast forward mode and it already comes out, doesn't it? We say things that, that hurts people and so often we say it so fast and so many times in such a short period of time, something that takes five seconds can take years to get over. Hurts people. Hurts them deep in what we see in our life. I've seen persons' lives and their families' lives turned upside down by just a few words. Just a few words. That was said in anger. You might say, well, Brother Paul, does Christians get anger? Get angry? We do, don't we? There are certain things all of us have our own hot buttons, don't we? That knows when to push them. And the devil loves you to speak when you shouldn't speak. And so often the devil gives you the words to say that you shouldn't say. I believe we need to have God upon our hearts and upon our minds. But let me tell you what. The old devil's like the flies getting into the church, isn't it, Brother George? He's going to find a way in. And when he finds that way in, he knows the path to where he goes every time to get back in there. And he's going to cause you to have things in your mind and your heart and it's going to have those words that come out of your mouth and it's going to hurt someone so deeply. I truly believe sometimes we just got to say, get thee behind me, Satan. Leave me alone. Don't cause me to say those things. Don't cause me to say those things to my wife or to my husband or to my kids or to my grandkids or to my friends or the people that I love. Help me to be able to Slow down in my life. Help me to be able to take a break, a break in my life and say to myself, before we say anything or act in any way, I'm going to take time to ask Jesus for the words I need to say. You think those first two things are hard? Listen to this one. Slow to anger. Slow to I'm going to ask you a question this morning now here at the church. And we're going to have an altar call here after a while. You ever got angry before? How did you feel? Well, I know when I get angry, there's two things that happens. One thing is you don't want the blood pressure cuff on you because it may explode, right? And your heart rate is what? Flying through the roof. And when we get angry, it's just sort of like somebody we're having an out-of-body experience, isn't it? It's like all of a sudden somebody has took over your life and your mind and your thoughts and your words. And it's just coming out of you. Some people say, well, Brother Paul, that's because the devil made me do it. No, he didn't make you do it. You did it. He just gave you the ammunition to what? To do it, right? To have that anger that comes out in your life. Paul gives us some sound advice about how to deal with our anger. Over in Romans chapter 12, beginning with verse 19. Do not take revenge by my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will help burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil 
with good. When you get angry, instead of getting angry at somebody, say, wait a minute. I'm not going to get angry. I'm going to love you. I'm going to appreciate you. I'm going to let you know that I believe, you know, I've always said this, and I believe you agree to it too. You reap what you sow. But it's not up to me to decide when that happens, right? It's God's wrath. Even though there's some things that you get angry about in your life, you have to be willing to, to back up and let go of that anger. When Sheila and I was getting ready to get married, and I've said this to a whole lot of people before their weddings too, I'll say, never, ever, ever go to bed, what? Mad at each other. Never, ever, ever, ever go to bed mad at each other. Guess what? What happens to you when you go to bed mad at each other? First of all, you don't sleep good, right? You woke up during the middle of the night. Why in the world? Why'd I happen? Why'd I say that? Why'd I do that? And you say, well, you might say, well, Paul, that's important advice for, for me and my spouse. Well, let's take it one step forward. How many times do you lay in your bed at night and you can't sleep because you're mad at somebody? How many times do you go to bed at night and you're laying there, your eyes wide open, and you're thinking, Lord, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Maybe it's a good rule of thumb to say, wait a minute, before I go to bed, if there's somebody I've offended during the day, I'm going to call and ask for forgiveness. Before I lay my head to rest, I'm going to call them and let them know I'm sorry for what I did. But so often, that means swallowing the big pill, doesn't it? What's the name on that bottle? That big pride. That's what steps in the way, isn't it? You just can't do it. You can't say, I'm not going to do that because they're going to see me as being weak. They're going to see me as being a person that is not strong enough to hold up to those things. No, they're going to see you as a person that's one of God's children that knows the importance of forgiveness. Slow down. Now, she'll be driving Kevin and I home today. And you can't set the cruise between here and Tompkinsville on that little windy road, can't you? Well, you can maybe from Tompkinsville over to the house, but we're all going to, especially the snow's all gone. Everybody's going to be back in their fast-paced life, and everybody's going to be doing this, and they're going to be doing that, and going to be on all these things. Just slow down in your life. Slow down in your life and do what we used to talk a whole lot about. What would Jesus do? And I'm going to slow down and let that be. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to let my mouth rattle off. I'm going to spend more time of being somebody that listens. You might say, well, okay, Brother Paul, I'm going to listen to people. No, you need to really listen to them, and you also need to listen to the most important words you're ever going to hear. You need to listen for those words that come from God. And what God is telling you, you need to have in your heart and in your life. Today, hadn't had church for two weeks. Feels good to be back at church. Last Sunday, I thought about this preaching to Sheila, but you know, she hears that enough, right? Maybe there's something in this past two weeks that you really need to talk to God about. 
One of the greatest things I think about Bethlehem Church is this. We all love each other, don't we? Amen? We all care for each other. We sure do. And we all want the best for everybody here. I promise you, if you come up to this altar and pray, or you pray right there, or you need somebody else here in the church to pray with you, not one single person is going to think you're weak. We're just going to praise God that you're strong enough that you know that you need more God in your life. So today, if there's something that you need to pray about, where you're, where you're, where you're sitting, or if you want to come up to around the altar this morning, come and pray. Because I guarantee you something. It can't do you any harm, can it? All it can do is make you feel better. That you can feel that grace of God. Whatever God's talked to you about today, we invite you to come as Charles comes and has our closing song. Let's all stand together.